When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Here they come on third and five. Wilson. Boy, somehow escapes. He's going to run for it. Plenty of green grass. Wilson stays in bounds. He's still going. And he's in. Touchdown. Zach Wilson pulling a magic trick. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore. The 20. The 10. The 5. Touchdown. Two is buried. That was Sauce Gardner. Here he goes! Goodbye and Hollowenzo! And Dyke swarmed, swallowed, and sacked. Guess who? You only got one guess. Jermaine Johnson. Here's Brees Hall looking for history. Hall with his 24th straight game with a rushing touchdown into the NCAA record books. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studios, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And you would normally be hearing there's always next year with Brian Bassett, Travis Milton, and the preacher man, Josh Conrad, today. But because there's so much news, you will hear them tomorrow instead. For now, you're going to get a breaking news episode with myself and our friend who is the co-founder over at U Stadium, Mr. Nick Spano. Nick, it is very rare that you have this much news surrounding a team at this point in the season, but yet this is where we're at. The Jets have a ton of news surrounding the squad as we speak. Some of it good, some of it, unfortunately, Nick, very, very bad. Yeah, I mean, it was a you know a victory Monday that felt almost like a loss. <laughs> I don't know if you felt the mm-hmm. same way, but you know it was hard to um, you know hard to feel good about what happened yesterday with a, not only the, the injuries with, with Brees Hall and you kind of felt it was going to be pretty bad from, from when they ruled him right out right away with the knee injury. Um, then, then you hear Vera Tucker's out. Um, so when they're ruled out so fast, you kind of get the feeling that it's a, you know, it's not good. Um, and then you see Zach Wilson continue to, to really struggle and the offense struggled to put up points um, they managed to, to hold off Denver in a really tough environment and, and most importantly get to five and two. But, you know, your, your mind started going elsewhere um, once once it was all said and done in Denver. And I just I, I hate playing there. I just I would I would love to never have to play there again. It's just a, a it's a pain in the ass to play there. And then you just get some bad memories. And now now you add these injuries to that. It's kind of one of those, you know, hell holes for the Jets. Nick, the way I phrased it was the Jets won the battle, but they lost the war in Denver because (laughs) they got the victory. And as you said, they are five and two, but it felt like a loss because coming out of that game, Robert Sala was very transparent 
about what the team was thinking regarding Brees Hall. He said it was a belief that he had torn his ACL and would miss the rest of the season, and they would wait 24 hours, they would have everything checked out, and then update everybody. Unfortunately, they were correct. It is a torn ACL, and Brees Hall will miss the rest of the 2022 season. A devastating blow to this team. Brees Hall was carrying the offense. He was their offensive identity. We've talked about this a thousand times, but my friend Chris Walker and I have talked about the strategy over and over again. The Marshawn Lynch, Russell Wilson strategy, the 49ers strategy, the way to develop Zach Wilson by having that running back who can really take up a ton of touches, carry the offense, take a lot of the pressure off Zach Wilson's shoulders. And now, unfortunately, that running back who is so dynamic, who is making so many plays, who was single-handedly getting points for the Jets on offense, is out for the rest of the year. He was well on his way to winning a third Offensive Rookie of the Week this season. Probably should have won four, to be honest, because Sauce Gardner won one week that Brees Hall probably should have won. But still, this was a terrible blow. And then Elijah Vera Tucker. Those two guys, Elijah Vera Tucker and Brees Hall, were the most valuable offensive players on this team this year. I don't think it's even close. And Elijah Vera Tucker had played three different positions this season. In fact, he played three in the course of three weeks. He was good at all three, was so valuable to this team because he could go all over the place and plug holes. Unfortunately, he tore his tricep. That one was even worse to hear about because with Brees Hall, at least on Sunday night, Robert Salas sort of braced us for the pain. With Elijah Vera Tucker, I don't know if anybody thought it was going to be that bad, but yes, he is out for the season. So before we get to what the Jets did as a corresponding move, Nick, Elijah Vera Tucker, Brees Hall, the heartbeat of this Jets offense, those two players, they are gone for the season. Absolutely brutal. Yeah, I mean, if you you asked before the, the Bronco game, hey, who are, who are two guys the Jets can't afford to lose this year on offense? It was Vera Tucker and Brees Hall, no doubt about it. Um, so just, you know, today just kind of felt like one of those days where you're just like, man, this, this sucks. You can kind of feel the, you know, the, the wind sucked out a little bit. Um, losing Vera Tucker is just terrible. I, I remember our you know, pre preseason and during the summer when we were talking about, I think it was a mailbag and, and someone asked us who, who on this team do you see making an all pro or maybe it was a pro bowl, but. Um, and I and I answered. I know you agreed with me. I said I think Elijah Vera Tucker's in line for not not just a Pro Bowl, but an All Pro season. And hey, he might have been. He was uh, he was like the Joe Klecko of the offensive line. He was he was dominant anywhere you put him. And um, you know he 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 was uh, big on that long touchdown run. You kind of saw him running stride for stride with with Brees Hall down the uh, the sideline on that touchdown that won technically the the, the Bronco game. And to think just, you know, a few plays later, both those guys are gone. It was just like a, a huge kick in the ass. So, um, you know, this team has has answered this year to, you know, different, whether it was at the fault of no one's, you know, luck or injuries with the offensive line or through a fault of some of the guys on their team, like Elijah Moore. Um, they, they've answered to a lot of adversity. But, man, this is, this is going to be a big one. And with the – the the big bullies, the boogeyman coming into town this week, you know, with Bill Belichick and the Pats who got steamrolled at home against a pretty bad Bears team. 
Um, you know, Belichick would would love no, nothing more than to take it out on the team who he hates the most. So we'll see. I'm sure Salah is going to have these guys up to play. Um, you could tell by Will Parks, this, you know, the backup safety special teamer, his tweets this this morning. Um, this this team's got this one circled. You know, he tweeted about the Patriots running up the score on them, throwing basically throwing go routes on you know up forty. Um, so Salah's done a good job this year of you know, motivating these guys and kind of creating their own, um, whether they're, they're real or not, it's, it doesn't matter. It's real to them, uh, bulletin board material to get these guys amped up to play. And he's kind of using the whole, like us against the world mantra. Um, and I think they're, they're in line for a big one this week. And, you know, it, it's, you felt so deflated. And then, you know, we got the news of what for sure, you know, I'm sure we're going to talk about next is Joe Douglas showing the belief in this team and showing the locker room that this just isn't one of those years where, hey, we're going to just kind of take it in stride and hopefully we get better. He he proved to the team today that this this is a this is a playoff you know a playoff team and and they're going to treat it that way. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Nick, that leads to of course what the Jets did after getting the official news of Brees Hall's injury. Now I had said this yesterday, but. I felt that the Jets absolutely had to go out and get a real number one running back because we all like Michael Carter. He's a good player. He's tough. He runs through tackles. He can make some plays in the passing game, but he's not a number one running back. He cannot touch the ball 20 times a game. First of all, he's just not good enough to be able to carry the offense. But second of all, he would get himself hurt very easily if he took on that type of load. It would only take a couple of games. So the question became who is available, and there were a few names out there. The one that I had circled was Kareem Hunt, perfect fit in this offense, 10 more games left on his contract. The Browns are going nowhere, and so you figured maybe a late-round pick this year or the year after would get the job done for Kareem Hunt. Another name that was talked about was Cam Akers from the Rams. Those were actually the two names that Ian Rappaport of NFL Network had mentioned that the Jets had their eye on earlier in the day but it ended up being neither of those two guys one other guy who was mentioned but not in that particular report was James Robinson the running back from the Jacksonville Jaguars now the interesting thing about James Robinson is he had a fantastic rookie season 1,070 yards rushing seven touchdowns and then last year with the whole debacle going on around Urban Meyer he fell out of favor there I think he had fumbled a couple of times early in the season Urban Meyer went more with his guy Carlos Hyde, who he had coached at Ohio State, and Robinson never really became that feature back again there in Jacksonville. And Jacksonville's struggling right now. They obviously have other options at running back. But if you look at what James Robinson has done, he's still averaging 4.5 yards per carry for his career. He had 100 yards rushing about three weeks ago, so he's still productive. And if you look at the contract situation, it makes a lot of sense. I had thought that Kareem Hunt would be logical for the Jets for the reasons I said before. Plus, he's a free agent at the end of the year, so he can leave and Brees Hall comes back and resumes what he was doing with the Jets as the number one running back. But having James Robinson here, whose contract ends at the end of the year, but the Jets have restricted rights on him so they can retain him next year if they want to, is key to this deal, I think. Because Nick, If Brees Hall isn't ready to go by the beginning of the season next year, which is very possible, he may not be ready until October or November, the Jets now have an insurance policy in James Robinson for next year. 
as you said, making this move tells the locker room and tells the fans they understand they are on the precipice of a playoff berth for the first time in 12 years, and they are not going to squander that opportunity by just sitting pat. I like Bam Knight, but just bringing him up from the practice squad and having Bam Knight, Ty Johnson, and Michael Carter simply was not going to cut it. You are not going to win games with those three guys running the ball, especially with the struggles of Zach Wilson right now. But if you look at what the Jets are planning to do now, I think the fact that they got James Robinson so quickly and that Joe Douglas got this done so fast means that he can come in here, learn the playbook, and practice with the team and be ready to at least make some sort of impact against the Patriots. And let's be honest, Nick, they are going to need that desperately because you know that Bill Belichick is going to feel like he's in a desperate spot at three and four. He's going to throw everything but the kitchen sink at Zach Wilson. We saw how that worked out for Sam Darnold a couple of years ago when he was seeing ghosts. So the Jets get a productive running back, five foot nine, 220 pounds, able to be the guy that can take the bulk of the carries. Michael Carter can resume doing what he does best. And while James Robinson is certainly not Brees Hall, he's about the closest thing they could have gotten at this point in the season. So I think it's a great move by Joe Douglas, sends a beautiful message to the fans and the players on the team, and it allows this team to continue to stay competitive and continue to try to win games the way that they have been winning games over the last four weeks. Yeah, for sure. And you touched on it well with with why it makes sense, not just for this year, but also going forward. He's young. Um, he had the, the injury issue, but he seemed to, to you know come back pretty, pretty well. And I think I saw a stat where uh, this year the Jaguars are two and five. When James Robinson touched the ball twelve or more times, they're two and zero. Oh. And when he touched it less, they're zero oh and five. So, if you get this guy involved and get him involved often, um, he's a, he's a good back and he's explosive, man. He, he's had. I remember just off the top of my head um, seeing this guy just break two pretty long sixty seventy five yard runs. I mean, he's got the ability of, to do what Brees Hall just did in Denver. You know, change change the game in one you know, one handoff and, and the Jets are going to need that. They, they want to, they want to run this offense through, through the running game. It's obvious. And you know, what, what Douglas and his staff did by being aggressive, making this trade. I mean, they, they were probably on the phone with the teams. The second Brees Hall went down yesterday. They had to have known like once they knew this was a, a pretty bad one, you know, I'm sure he failed these structural tests on the field, which they knew right away that that was an ACL. Uh, Douglas was probably on the phone trying to, trying to find a replacement. Um, Cause nothing is more valuable to this young team in which they're exceeding all of our expectations. Let's be honest. And we we talked all summer, seven wins, eight would be good. Nine would be great. You know, nine would be like epic for for where we were Um, sitting at five and two with a completely open league. It feels like obviously you have the bills and and chiefs who seem to be uh, just, you know, on, on a different level, but what a playoff run and not just being in the hunt in November, which we all said, Hey, if we're in that graphic on Thanksgiving, we'll take it. Well, as it looks right now, we're not only going to be in that graphic for in the hunt, we're going to be in the playoff spot. Um, unless things go epically South, which, you know, I don't think anybody, the way the defense and special teams has been playing and the way they've been able to run the ball. Um, I don't think anybody thinks they're going to go on some long losing streak, but anything could happen, but a, a meaningful playoff, playoff feeling to it you know in late december early january and an actual playoff game what that would do for the young players on this team 
it's you can't put a price tag on that. What that would do for for them going forward this year, next year, the coaching staff, the fan base that we've just been completely just depressed for the past ten years, just feeling there was no end in sight. Um, what 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 a playoff run this year would do for this team and fan base and organization. You know, you can't you can't say enough. So the fact that they're not just letting this you know, say, all right, well, you know, it was a, a great start. We have a really young team. I think we'll stay competitive, you know, next man up. Like that sounds great. But what, what he did by going to get James Robinson for basically a fifth round pick, um, it just, it shows that Joe Douglas is just great. <laughs> he, he really is. I and mean, we, we talk about it all the time. The, the guy is awesome. He's great at his job, really every facet of it. Um, and man, he just, just really, really glad and thankful for Adam Gase for you know clearing the way for this guy. Nick, you mentioned the compensation. It's a sixth round pick that becomes a fifth round pick if James Robinson has 240 yards or more rushing the rest of the season, unless he gets hurt or is just absolutely terrible. That will be a fifth round pick. But I did think this is amazing, and it goes to what you're saying about Joe Douglas being a bit of a magician. The Jets got a sixth round pick in this upcoming draft from the Houston Texans for Blake Cashman, who barely ever played, was always hurt, and when he did play, he was terrible. So they basically took that pick and flipped it to the Jaguars for James Robinson, who at least on paper gives them the opportunity to salvage the season by plugging in a running back who can take up the bulk of the carries and be productive and allow the Jets to play the style of offense that they want to play. So you look at the fact that Joe Douglas took a pick that he banked from a player that he barely ever used and I'm sure had absolutely no place for on this roster considering how little he did when he was healthy and how little he was healthy to begin with. And he took that pick and used it to make this move absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's just uh, you know almost like a master, you know, gamesman. He's just like a – like so methodical in everything he does. And, you know, I was talking with actually with Frank um, about the, the, the roster construction now and how, you know, the past few years it felt like Douglas would just hold on to these draft picks, you know, cause he was building up, building up not only the, 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 the core parts of this team, but also the depth and, and, you know, the 50, you know, from the, the 48th to the 53 man roster, you know, not just, not just your, your impact players. Now this team has so many young players that contribute really all over the place. If you look at every kind of part, you know, besides for maybe what, like, like uh, linebacker safety, um, you know, you pick, you know, pick your once, you know, pick your spots where we were a little weak at. There are so many players that are young contributing that you don't need to pick seven, eight times anymore. Like you're only going to have, you're only going to have room for for once you sign some free agents. Obviously, replace some guys that leave and then make your draft picks at the top of the draft. Like you're not you're not drafting to fill a roster anymore. You have a roster full of talented players. So to be able to go and land a player like a James Robinson, who's been a 1,400 total yard player in this league, um, coming off obviously with a, a major you know, part of your team just getting injured, being able to flip a pick for him and and the day you're you know you hear that he's out. Um, it's just a, it's nice to see that like next step of the, you know, this rebuild that we seem to have been in forever, but, um, it's nice to see it kind of like nearing its end. Now, now we're a competitive team and it's all about 
adding like elite talent really going forward. It's like finding where you can strike now. Um, and if that's a, you know, we'll figure out the quarterback position another day. We'll talk, we'll talk about that. I'm sure. Um, but if that's like your superstar receiver or a superstar pass rusher, and you can be aggressive and, and start like really swinging for home runs now that you've built out the core of your team. Um, that's a good, that's a good place to be in. Nick, let's talk about the offensive line because the Jets did lose their best offensive lineman with Elijah Vera Tucker. Cedric Abuhe will step in in the short run to play right tackle. But after that, reinforcements are coming. Max Mitchell should be back soon. George Fant should be back soon. What is the latest on their health and when they may return? Yeah, it sounds like uh, – I know Fant was eligible to return this week. It doesn't sound like he's going to, and I believe Mitchell would be next week. Um I saw I saw Mitchell. Uh, he was up and and you know just moving. He's moving around pretty well. So maybe he actually returns before Fan. I haven't ever seen anything from Fan since he went down. Um, so it doesn't seem like he's. I don't even know if he's like doing any conditioning or whatever yet. Um, so I, I would guess Mitchell probably returns first. Um, but it seems like I would get to the buy. They're both back um, unless things go really bad and. And Cedric, you, you pronounce his last name better than I don't even gonna try. Um, unless he's just completely terrible. <laughs> that maybe looks like worse. So maybe they would, you know, see if he can hold down the fort an extra week. But against Buffalo, um, you know, maybe they rush one of them back. But ideally maybe they're they're both back after the bye week for uh the road Patriot game. Nick, we've got Elijah Moore news and if you want to pick Elijah Moore this week on the player projections on the daily fantasy matchup over prizepicks.com, it might be a good idea because after what went down, I'm sure his player projection is going to be very, very low, so you'd be buying low on that. Remember, when you go to prizepicks.com, you pick two to five players, and if they do better or worse than their player projection, depending on which side of the ledger you're on, you can win up to 10 times the amount of money you put in. You can do football, basketball, baseball, hockey, whatever you want. Picks has it. You only play against the player projections, you don't play against anybody else. It's very easy to play. You go to prizepicks.com, you use the promo code PLAJ, and they will match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. So if you put in 100 bucks, they'll give you 100 bucks. You put in 50 bucks, they'll give you 50 bucks. Just go to prizepicks.com, use the promo code PLAJ, and they will match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Nick Elijah Moore is going to rejoin the team this week. Hopefully, cooler heads have prevailed. We all understand why Elijah Moore was frustrated. What we don't understand is the way he handled it. Hopefully, he understands that he was wrong there. The Jets are going to need him going forward as they continue this playoff push. Both sides are going to need each other because if Elijah Moore wants that second contract, he's going to need to get on the same page with Mike LaFleur and Zach Wilson. And if the Jets want to be able to win games down the stretch of the season and maybe make a playoff run, they're going to need production out of Elijah Moore. So... Hopefully, everything has settled down a bit as Elijah Moore gets ready to rejoin the Jets this week at practice and then play again against New England Patriots at MetLife Stadium on Sunday. Yeah, they, they, they've gone from like you know, fans and people saying, get rid of this guy, I don't want to see him, whatever, to like, now you, you need him back. You know, with the up, injury up in the air to Corey Davis and uh, Brees Hall, you know, going for the season, you're going to need as many playmakers on the field as possible. And, um, you know, we, we, we got almost, you know, with, with Davis going out, we had some scary flashbacks last week seeing a lot of Denzel Mims and Jeff Smith out on the field often. 
Um, and I don't think anybody wants to relive that. So um, getting getting him back and hopefully he understands he, he handled it the wrong way and he can kind of put this behind him and um, the team trusts the team, the locker room trusts him enough to come back and be focused and be a part of the team. Then, you know, they need this guy. He's, he's a talented player. We're in no position to throw talented young players out the door for nothing. Um, so as long as, like I said, if his head's back on straight and he, he wants to be a part of this team, then there's, there's a role for him. What that role is, I think that needs that's the problem. They they need to sit down and, and figure out what exactly where does he best fit in this offense and how can they get him the ball earlier in games to keep him, you know, locked in. I think we talked about this a few weeks ago where I, I mentioned that when I watch the games over again from you know different views, obviously with the uh the all twenty twos and stuff, and you look at him and he seems to just be sometimes he, he's not you you can see the focus isn't there. He's not feeling part of the game plan. He's not getting the ball, so he seems to kind of, you know, mind his mind maybe wanders. Um, so getting him involved early is is super important, and and the Jets can definitely use that because I, I think that's where a lot of Zach's struggles have been. Is they they don't seem to get him in any kind of comfortable rhythm early in games, and I think Lafleur needs to do a better job of that. And getting him set up with some early throws, maybe even just some some bootlegs, some some uh, RPOs. Um, just get him more comfortable and you know get some confidence and, and let it roll from there. Nick, since you brought up Corey Davis, what's the latest with him? They said he's day-to-day. I think Solomon mentioned after the game last night that he was cleared to come back, so there was no serious you know threat of an injury. Um, it's, and then he mentioned, I think Corey just said his knee, his knee felt off, um, so they kept him out. Um, but I'm sure he'll be day-to-day, maybe even – he probably won't even practice until maybe – Maybe Friday he'll try and get out there limited, but I think it'll be a, a game time thing. Do we know anything about Jermaine Johnson's injury at this point? I think he's good to go. Yeah, I think they mentioned this week he's, he's going to play. Good news. The Jets could use all the reinforcements they could get as they get ready to face the New England Patriots on Sunday. A very angry and hungry New England Patriots team who, as you said, Nick, got stomped by the Chicago Bears on national television. Lots more coverage to come this week, but Nick, I'm so glad that you could join me for this breaking news podcast because there was just so much going on. We had to talk about it. Nick Spano, co-founder over at U Stadium. Really appreciate it. Nick, for those that want to check out everything you guys are doing over on the U Stadium app, and of course, participate in the takes function. What's going on with all that? Explain it because it's a good way for people to make some money, some real-world money, without risking anything. That's the best way to make money. Yeah, if you guys want to try out the takes feature, it's really it's really fun. Um, there's there's a ton of takes out there, all sports, but yeah, it's mostly football. And um, if you think that if you think the Jets go out there and get to six and two and beat the Pats by double digits, go and make it a take. Um, I know there was a some big takes with this Justin Fields. We had like a Justin Fields parlay out there from NFL. Um, that one hit. I think it had to do with some rushing yards and total touchdowns. So um, it's a cool way to, like Scott said, you know, get paid for your sports prediction. So you go and you um, put put your prediction as long as there's a, a real legit outcome, not a an opinion. Uh, you put a point value on it, post it, set a time for sorry, set a time for it to um, expire so that people can join it. Um, but if it's before game time on Sunday, uh, users agree and wager their points. The the points go to the middle. And then based on the outcome of a take, like let's say you say Jets win by 10 or more on Sunday, if they do, the winning side who said agree uh, is rewarded those points. You split it. 
and then you could actually withdraw those for for real cash. So it's a real fun fun way to you know, gamify and to uh, reward your your sports uh, prediction. So shoot us a DM at U Stadium on any of the uh, social networks, and we'll get you over some points to try it out. Make sure that you take Nick up on his offer to give you free points for the takes function over on U Stadium. As he said, you can DM them at U Stadium on any social media apparatus. And he'll give you free points. Just say you heard about it here on Play Like a Jet. Also, download the app if you haven't done that already. That should go without saying. And check out everything we're doing over at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has got some fantastic All-22 breakdowns. And you better believe you're going to be getting an All-22 breakdown of James Robinson at some point this week. So watch our videos. Subscribe if you haven't already. Again, it's youtube.com slash playlikeajet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, bless you, thank you shirt. The Zach Says Go Long shirt. The Zach the Ripper shirt. The Play Like a Jet logo shirt. Caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time. Doesn't cost you any money. But it goes a long way to help us out. So if you go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com.